0: What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Bucks. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see uh, we have stepped up the co-host game today. We've got a Hall of Famer in the house, Bob Dandridge. We're going to be talking about the old Bucks. We're going to be talking about the new Bucks, and uh, everything in between as well. So we're going to have some fun. Remember, the Bucks up two-one against the Celtics as it currently stands, as well. So let's get started. Backs him down, Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning, fading shot, up! Oh! Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane. Pittman, you can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday uh, and on weekends during the playoffs when the Bucks play and also find my work over at ESPN. And as I said, we've got a Hall of Famer in the house today, uh, Milwaukee Bucks legend, four-time All-Star, Bob Dandridge, who has been kind enough to give us some time. How are you doing, mate? Doing great.
1: Uh, I'm glad I'm on my time zone instead of yours.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, you know, it's it's 9.30 a.m. Monday morning, so when I said it's early, it's not too early. I, I, I've got nothing to complain about here, but this is perfect timing because the Bucs uh, obviously have a, a day off here before game four. They'll try and go 3-1 uh, up, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, we should acknowledge, like I said, we're dealing with a Hall of Famer here. And I will say this, if anyone hasn't seen your Hall of Fame speech, uh, Bob, it's one of my absolute favorites I watched it again this morning. I found it, uh, it uh, interesting, so entertaining to hear the journey that you took uh, through basketball. But one thing was interesting to me. You said you were thankful for the wait or the, the weights to get into the Hall of Fame uh, was something that you appreciated over time. Uh, why was that? Talk, talk about that a little bit.
1: Uh, because, you know, oftentimes uh, inductees get to go into the Hall of Fame you know, maybe in their early years, maybe thirties or forties, and oftentimes you, your kids might may, may not even be teenagers then, <laughs> and they really don't appreciate the significance of the honor that you receive. And so, most well, my kids were are between twenty eight and 47 and they went through the wait with me and uh, they appreciated, and they are more aware of the significance of the honor now um and doing the way that gave me an opportunity to uh practice patience um And to do some other quality things in my life. And even now, as a Hall of Famer, it's nothing like what I had expected. It's more of a responsibility now. As a Hall of Famer, it's not um, based on the fame. Uh, and the accolades that go with it. But I realized that as a Hall of Famer, um, you have a responsibility. And uh, what I've gotten out of it is that I'm responsible for being in service to um, to really give back to me what was so freely given to me. And that that was the skills um, that that coaches and friends took time to help me um, in my basketball endeavors, but also helped me to be a better person. So that's and you know, weight is something you go through. Anxiety <laughs> go through periods of why not me but then it also has given me an opportunity to look at credentials of some other individuals who may have gone in before me and we as athletes or human beings tend to take others' accomplishments for granted. And I say that there are so many individuals that qualify to be Hall of Famers if we were to look deep into their endeavors and and accomplishments and that's why for me the weight has been really special um it gives given me a chance to be a better person spiritually and to not be ashamed or fearful of opening up To other people. And like I said, um, you know, if if I had to do it all over again and if I could gain the same things from the weight that I gained, you know, I, I,
0: I wouldn't have it no other way. And you talk about the weight and seeing other people get inducted. And one of the things that I love that you also mentioned was the fact that, listen, I was guarding, 90% of the players I was guarding were in the Hall of Fame. And you rattled off a few names that you played against. But when you think about, for, for me, someone, if I look back and I look at the history of the game and particularly those Milwaukee Bucks teams and that championship team and some of the guys that you played alongside but also had to play against and the defense the, in, in that period of the game, it does make me think, when I think about this current day Bucks team that has so many great defenders on it, uh, you were night to night dealing with some ridiculously good basketball players.
1: Oh, oh, without a doubt. You know, guys like Bob Love, John Drew, Rick Barry, Havlicek. <laughs> if, I mean... And some, uh, I look at Billy Knight, I look at Willie Wise, uh, uh, Julius Irving and a couple of guys that I've named are guys that are in the eight a- who played in the ABA, had their best years in the ABA. And uh, you know, every night because there were only about 12 or 13 teams there and we were still playing 82 games so you may see a guy six seven times a year and uh as i i was talking to uh buck williams recently and we were talking about no matter how great of a basketball player you were there were at least three two or three guys in the league that you did not want to play against (laughs) And so although you may be in the soup in the in in the hall of fame, there were still guys that are non-Hall of Famers that kicked out butts whenever we saw them.
0: Yeah, and uh you guys did your fair share of that as well. And when you do go back and just look at the stats, and obviously there's uh some vision out there, you can go back and watch these games with you you put up 19 points a game in the playoff run to win the championship. This is your uh, second year, I, I believe, and 18 points across the regular season. What What do you think back when you think about the championship? Uh, what's the first thing you think of that season, that team?
1: Uh, how I, I didn't realize the significance of winning an, eight, an NBA championship in my <laughs> second year because I was under the opinion that if you played in the league long enough you would automatically <laughs> win a championship but as i stayed in the league i realized that ever that some of the great ones may have gone through this league without winning a championship um my winning the championship in milwaukee was something special um because of the guys that i played with and the team that we had and surely we can talk about three hall of Famers being on that team john mclaughlin lucius allen bob boozer greg smith we had as good of a eight player rotation as any team currently in the league now and the only way you're gonna you you can't just win a win a championship with with your big three and maybe two other good starters to win the championship you got to have at least an a, a eight player rotation and that's what we had in Milwaukee and and we were fortunate to have a coach uh Larry Costello who had played maybe four years prior to that on the championship 76ers team so he had a good idea of the sacrifices um, that needed to be made to be a world champion and he had a, a good idea of the sacrifices that that we would have to make to be a championship team so playing in Milwaukee and on that championship team, you know, we, we we had a young team and that was what was good, but we wouldn't have been the team that we ended up being without uh, a leader like Oscar Robertson, um, the big old coming in, giving us directions. And he was like a coach on the floor. It's interesting because uh, the coach, especially in critical situations, and if he to play as we left the bench and went on to the floor, <laughs> he may change the play. And then, then the coach, seeing us line up, he's ranting and raving about not being <laughs> in the right position. All we would do is point to the big O, and then the coach would say, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it was a fun team. You know, you when you're winning, you have fun, and and when some of these guys go through through the league, and I said the fun time of being an NBA player is going deep into the playoffs. I mean, the regular season, but in the playoff, the intensity intensifies and it's not only the players that are playing it's the organizations the staff in the team offices it's the people that work in the arena it's it's the fans so so when teams get a chance to be in the playoffs and win a championship it's not only celebrated you know by the players And since being retired, I mean, I get um, letters and cards all the time from fans around the world. Uh, So we don't just have the fans in Milwaukee cheering for us. Or when I was in Washington, the Washington fans, you know, internationally, people pick NBA teams and follow them all year. And this was 50 years ago, uh, before all this cable and international coverage. So, you know, the playoffs are just special. Winning a championship in Milwaukee was special, and it's amazing because once you play on a championship team with with a guy or an organization, you know, you are forever bonded with that person because or organization because. Championships just don't come too often, and we take the bucks in them 50 years to win another championship, and then uh, we, we won a championship in Washington in 78, and there's no telling how long it's going to take them to get back to that level. So championships are something that... Um, cities and organizations really cherish.
0: All right Bob it's time to talk about our friends at betonline.net now which is your number one source for all your sports betting stats and info. Uh the Bucks going to this one uh favored by a few points but you can get all the lines the odds the props and everything in between At betonline.net for this series, as it really fluctuates each game. The Bucks were favorites after game one, then the Celtics quickly became uh, favorites once again, but now it's the Bucks back on top as they lead two to one. But if you're into that, go to betonline.net so you can also find all your info, props, wagering, uh, and live betting stats, playoffs, esports, and everything, whether it's baseball, basketball, hockey. It's all there at Bet Online, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action that Bet Online, where the game starts. So you spoke about the international reach of the NBA, and here you are—you're sitting here talking about the Milwaukee Bucks with an <laughs> Australian. So it's a so it's a, a it's a fair point you make. But when you talk about the 50 years for the Milwaukee Bucks. So as you're sitting there watching this team last year, and it felt kind of fitting that it was the 50 year anniversary and they were able to do it again. And you saw how the city got behind this team. So as you're watching this team last year, uh, how do you feel? Is is a do you are you emotional? Are you proud? What what's going through your mind as you're watching this team uh do what they did?
1: I mean, of the above, and um you know, because like I said, it's not only the team but it's the people in the city because i have friends that are still milwaukee buck fans and they are excited and uh i'm i think i'm as excited this year as i was last year and not to put any jinx on the team but it'll be (laughs) great great to see them do some back-to-back stuff and you know I can really stick my chest out <laughs> <And> <laughs> because you because the Bucks, even though they haven't won a championship in fifty years, hadn't. You know they still had great teams with with Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, Bridgman. Uh, uh, you name it, Swin Nader, Junior Bridgman. I mean, um, they've just had a. Michael Red, so they've just had good teams over the last fifty years and teams that were capable of winning a championship, but it was a miscue, and they didn't pull it off. so that that goal was trying to win a championship and and like I said, I will cross my fingers that that everything falls in place for them. And uh, I'd love to see them do back-to-backs. And I know very few people talk about that back-to-back thing for fear of jinxing them, but (laughs) I think they're capable of doing it.
0: So you played alongside uh, Kareem in Milwaukee and you won that title. And now we're watching Giannis here. And I must admit, uh, you know, I started watching Milwaukee play in the Ray Allen team. So we're talking early 2000s. Okay. And okay. and just just by the nature of the Milwaukee Bucks and players come and go and it is a small market, the idea that some player would come along that the Bucks would draft and and pass the scoring record that Kareem had with the franchise and do all these things that Giannis did just a few years ago it felt like it was unthinkable. So how have you viewed the path that Giannis has take and uh and what do you enjoy, I mean, everyone enjoys watching him play, but how have you viewed his his journey?
1: I mean, I, I admire him. I, I take my hat off to him um, because he's been willing to work on any deficiencies that he's had to be the player that he is now. He didn't just be a top draft choice and just sit back and, not work to improve he knew he needed to work on his shooting it's obvious that he's done that he's built his body and it appears that his knowledge of the game has increased his intellect for the game because he's making less and he's making more and more basketball type plays and and you mentioned kareem and uh you know It's taken Giannis twice as long. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't don't want nobody to put Kareem in second place. What Giannis did in nine years, which is greater than some of the greatest players, but remember, Kareem built those stats up in five years. And so, but but Giannis is surely a, a... just a big factor, not only on the court, but in the city and in the state of Wisconsin. And, and, and the big thing about him is that he's everybody talks about humble. My thing is he's hungry. He wants to be the best. And uh, I just don't see anybody. Uh, I, in, in fact, right now I go so far as to say he's the best player in the league
0: right now well bob i know during that 1971 championship team you guys really built good chemistry you built a dominant outfit that was able to go and win an nba championship but now we're going to talk about something else that's built and that's built bar the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made summer is coming and with summer you're going to need some food on the go built bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations throw them in your bags in your kids backpacks And make sure that everyone has a bar so you are refueled for your summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both and it's easy. All you have to do is go to built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it as well. So go to built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more they're all there on the website they're all delicious and new flavours are coming out all the time check them out at built.com use the promo code lock15 and get 15% off your order use promo code lock15 for 15% off at built.com you mentioned earlier you said with your the rotation you guys had uh, back with your championship team and you said the the importance of having a a deep roster and clearly the bucks have shown that over the last two seasons uh, but clearly the game's changed. I'm wondering for you when you watch, is there a player or is there a, is there a team you particularly enjoy? Obviously, you like the Bucs, but is there a player or a team that you look at and say, "Okay, yeah, I think this guy, I think this guy could hang when we were playing back in the day."
1: Oh, I, I, I mean, I I look at I'm a I'm a Middleton fan. I'm okay, a, I'm a big Chris. Middleton fan, and I like Hachimura uh-huh. in, in in Washington, and uh, that that's about it. Because I'm having to learn players <laughs> that have come into the league over the past couple of years, but but I will say that see. Um what the NBA had in mind as a long term plan is coming to fruition. The the younger guys colleague coming in through the G League, I can see that master plan coming to fruition because uh Minnesota you know, they got got this young guy, Lawrence, I think is his name, uh, from Georgia. And then, of course, the kid from, Minnesota, from uh, Memphis. There are just so many good young players that are kind of, uh, 20 to 40-year-old basketball junkie in this generation <laughs> to really know them. <laughs> but I think on a whole... It's just so many good young players, and, and the thing I like about them is that they've they play old school defensively. You know, they mm-hmm. they bumping and bruising each, <laughs> each other out there now, and maybe that's why I've been watching some of the games for the defense, and I and I see how the three point shot is such. A big factor and a big influence and you know, I I, I can see that everybody being able to shoot the three now and I can see the percentages for the three point shot going Increasing throughout the year league. So, you know, I think this is You know, they, they they advertise that this is exciting times for the league, but I think it's more Uh, exciting for the fans uh, with the younger generation of players who are blossoming to be outstanding pros. And I'm seeing the offense and the defense playing a significant role in the outcome of games.
0: And this box Celtics series is pretty – Pretty physical. So that, that might be uh that might be a series that's uh that you're enjoying. Like I said, the Bucks are leading that two-one. One question I've got for you that I actually don't know the answer to. I was uh, I've never heard. You finished your career and came back and played eleven games, I believe, with Milwaukee. What was the story there? Did you come back with the intention that you wanted to finish with Milwaukee? What happened here? No, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what had happened was I played three years in Washington and It was a career-ending injury that I got my third year in Washington. And Washington did not pick up my option for me to play there a fourth year. So I'm at home in Washington and (laughs) training camp is getting ready to start in the league. And I had reached the point that okay i'm not you know this is the end this is the end of my career and that was before nba players really started to go to europe to play so about two days before training camp i get a call from don nelson who's coach of the bucks marcus johnson is holding out they wanted to know uh did i still have any basketball in me and (laughs) and i i said sure (laughs) (laughs) i went out that morning and ran about a mile around (laughs) an athletic track and went back home and went to milwaukee to play and uh once i got there i made it through training camp but but my legs started hurting and that was the reason I only played eleven games in Milwaukee. My last oh, it's
0: year. A, it's a perfect look, I mean you obviously wanted wanted to play a bit longer, but it's perfect to finish in Milwaukee. That all makes sense. Yeah. That seems like
1: it. I mean that was that was a good good gesture on the Bucks to bring an old guy in and let him play 11 games and get <laughs> get credit towards his retirement for a partial year or whatever. So they took care of me.
0: Uh, so uh, one other thing, and and this is, you know, for me, again, as you come into basketball a bit later and then you try and catch up on all the history, but uh, your name is up in the rafters was at the Bradley center when I first went there, but now at five forum, uh, you've mentioned Marcus Johnson a couple of times. You know, one of the things that I thought was really cool. That was the first time I got to be at a Jersey retirement ceremony, which is always a fun time. So I don't know if you've got back there. Have you been to the new arena at all? But, but when oh, you, yes. when yes. you see games, you see that your name up there, uh, yes. what does, what does that mean? It means
1: a lot because again, that was a waiting process for me
0: yes yes (laughs) that's that's right well marcus also
1: i finished playing there in 81 and they did yeah yeah and uh you know i you know it was you know i waited and uh finally the the right ownership came in and realized my contribution uh, to the organization and it was, and it was retired. But then again, you know, when I was uh, waiting, I still was given opportunities by the bucks to come in and do appearances. And so they hadn't kicked me totally out of the door and it was just a matter of the right ownership coming in and realizing hey this guy got some great stats here you know (laughs) this guy wasn't a bad player why isn't his number up in the rafters and so uh you know that's 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 what you call a quality organization That's Really willing to reach back and, um, you know, correct some wrongs that were done or correct some mistakes. I would say, and so that that's a that's a big part of I think the Bucks' success nowadays is that. You know, if if you're the organization it's it not only happens on the court, but it happens throughout your whole whole organization. And I think the the winning teams are quality organizations from the people that work into in the arena to former players and even your staff, so the Bucks surely are a quality organization, worthy of being being champions.
0: Well, uh, last one I've got for you here: the Bucks. Uh, this is game four coming up tomorrow. I assume you'll find some time to be uh, watching this game, and they're leading two one. And uh, this is when you get to a seven game series, and you're in this scenario at home. You you didn't have home court originally, but you get that game one. Uh, this this is the type of game if you take a three one series lead you put yourself in a really good position no chris milton you guys not out there maybe later on in this series but uh you sounded like you were pretty confident that the bucks can do something this year
1: i'm i'm confident that they can do 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 something and i think that they want to show how good of a team they are um going you know playing this series against boston but as a guy who's played in the playoffs all his career the pressure is is on is on Boston i mean and i think um the bucks will play with a lot of confidence because they don't want to go back to Boston, and this thing is tied up. So I'm looking for probably as good a game in this series, and the significant game four, because game four can give either team uh, some type of psychological edge. But um, the Bucks are capable of pulling it off because you, you know they they're a team that can play ahead. They can grind it out. And I think um, Boston has a lot to think about.
0: You're the best, Bob. Uh, I, by the way, your Twitter handle, we can see here down on the bottom of the YouTube screen. And I actually, I will say this, because I got this follow and I was like, Bob Dandridge followed me on Twitter. I'm like, is, uh, uh, is this real? Or is this, you know, they have all these fake accounts out of you, Bob. So I had to text, I text someone at the box and I said, is this a real account? And they said, yes, yes, it's real. Then I started yes. annoying you, messaging you, yeah. asking you if we could do this. So I'm glad we could do it.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So we're on target and uh, we're just <laughs> going to follow each other.
0: Oh, I really appreciate it. Like I said, follow follow Bob on Twitter. I first uh, saw uh, Bob on Twitter because he, he tweeted something to mine and said, hashtag fear the deer. So we know. We know he's on board uh, for this championship run. But uh, Hall Hall of Famer, Bucks legend. Uh, It's always cool when I I get the opportunity to speak to you guys. And uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, By the way, uh, we'll have the show tomorrow post-game. Game uh, game four, Bucks and Celtics. So uh, we will speak to you guys then. And hopefully, everyone's in a good mood. (laughs) We'll talk to you after game four.